Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Monday, February 20th, and today is President's Day, also known as George Washington's birthday, but we're celebrating George Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday on the same day now as the way they've set up the the calendar and the holidays now. But anyway, that's today's called President's Day, and hope you're having a great day in the Lord. Well, we are in the beginning of our annual Bible conference here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. We've got Dr. C.R. Kirkman preaching each morning at 1030, that is today through Friday. And then each night we've got two preachers, Brother Ronnie Jones and Brother Wayne Sexton, both from Tennessee, preaching for us each night at 7 p.m. Hope you can make it a point to come and be with us for that meeting. Well, I've got a couple of good songs queued up right here and then the message as we begin for this week's broadcast. It is time to look back in the scripture. Today we're beginning a message from 1 Peter chapter number 2. We're looking at two verses for this message, verses 11 and 12. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. And I'm going to be preaching a sermon that will take us through the rest of this week a sermon entitled, How to Respond as a Christian in an Unchristian Culture. How to respond as a Christian, that's a question we've got to ask ourselves. And I'm going to be given about five or six points that we'll be bringing out in the messages. Today's message, we'll just get to the introduction and talk about the first point. And that is that we ought to set an example of godliness before the unbeliever. You see, the world needs to see Christ in the Christian. And so we're going to be talking about that on today's program, and I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. First Peter chapter number 2 and verses 11 and 12, and I just got a thought tonight that I hope will be a help to you, uh, some practical thoughts here, uh, dealing uh, a lot of verses. I've got a lot of verses in the Bible, but I'm going to look at Peter quite a bit. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11 the Bible says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak evil against you, I'm sorry, they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they shall behold, Glorify God in the day of visitation. I'm going to stop with just those two verses in our original reading. I want to try to preach on this thought. My title tonight, How to Respond as a Christian in this Anti-Christian Culture. How to Respond as a Christian in this Anti-Christian Culture. I mentioned yesterday was primary day when you went to the polls this year's election cycle yesterday was primary day and uh, Melissa and I went and voted late in the day we I think we we're probably the last to vote in our precinct and on the way back when we we're coming back we passed by the courthouse I saw something yesterday that I've never seen in my life there were between six and ten women on the courthouse square protesting for abortion rights. 
they were standing out there. I, uh, I, I told Brother Steve, I, I'm, I think there's all women. They had ever, it had the rainbow color hairdo. I seen pink and red and green and blue and I think even some human colors. And, uh, uh, it, it was, it was a mess, but they was holding up signs. At first I didn't know what they was doing. You know, I mean, matter of fact, abortion wasn't on the ballot. But they was out there and, uh, what, initially what causes the notice, it was the traffic was meeting was blowing the horn. Everybody's slowing down. They was blowing their horns. And, uh, anyway, they're, they're holding up these signs. And the first sign I saw that helped me realize what they, what it was about was they were saying, we will never go back. That's what it was saying. We will never go back. So I got to thinking about it. I, I guess what they're saying is that we'll never go back to the dark ages, back when people were so heathen that they thought it was wrong to kill babies. People were so crude and ignorant that they thought there's something wrong with killing babies. We'll never go back to those dark ages. That's sad, isn't it? Another woman had a sign. It was a bigger sign. She was holding that sign up. And she said, keep your Christian hands off of my pagan uterus. That's what her sign said. I said to my wife, I said, the first thing wrong with that, that it's not Christian's hands on her body. It's some heathen pagan's hands that's killing her babies. Amen. But then I got to thinking about it, and and I, I thought, you know, she did have two things right. Christians don't kill their babies. Pagans do. And And I don't really, I'm just being honest, I don't know how you can... Uh, approve of baby killing and call it anything other than murder. Matter of fact, I believe it is premeditated murder of the worst kind. Amen. And so anyway, having seen that, I I thought about it and and, uh, it caused me to think along these lines. And I'm going to tell you what it made me want to do. It made me almost want to get me a sign and hold up a sign and, and, and say, you know, say I'm, I'm against abortion. I'm, I'm for saving babies. Matter of fact, it wouldn't have been all that long ago. Women wouldn't have been on the courthouse square saying we've got a right to kill babies. They'd have been in the courtroom for trying to kill babies. Or they'd have been in a mental institution where they probably belong for that kind of thinking. Amen. But now it's got to be just okay. It's just acceptable. Amen. But but as I got to thinking about it, I thought, what's the Christian thing to do? Well, the Christian thing to do, number one, is to pray for them. Because they've been brainwashed by a culture that is anti-God. Anti-God, anti-life, amen, and on and on and on. So with that backdrop, I want to take just a few minutes to talk about how we as Christians need to respond like a Christian to this anti-Christian culture we live in. Amen. I'm going to look at their text and then some related portions of Scripture. And it won't be an in-depth study by any means, but I've got six points I want to bring out if I can just as a starter to get us thinking about these things. Let me say, first of all, in the text that I chose for tonight, Peter reminds us as Christians that we are strangers and pilgrims in this world. Amen. We don't fit in down here. We don't belong. Amen. We don't belong down here. That's right. And he mentions about being at war. Against some things in our text. Amen. Notice what he said in verse number 11. He ends up that phrase. He's talking about these fleshly lusts which war against the soul. There's a spiritual warfare going on. That's what he's talking about. Amen. Amen. 
And he reminds us that they're watching us. When you read this, he talks about they're going to speak evil against you. They're going to be vocal. And that's the world we're living in today. They're very vocal. Amen. But they're going to be watching. He said they're going to behold your good works. You see that right there in, in verse number 12, that they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Now, when you think about that glorifying God in the day of visitation, that's not saying that they'll get right and they'll be rejoicing in judgment day. But what that means is, is that they'll, they'll say, God gave me a chance. They'll, they'll say, God's right for judging me. That's what, by the way, Achan, you remember what uh, Joshua said to Achan when Achan had sinned and, and uh, they realized the ball was in his court? J- Joshua said to Achan, give glory to God. You know what he meant? Confess. Acknowledge you're wrong. Amen. And there's coming a day they'll be doing that in the day of judgment. Look over at chapter number 3. There's some verses. I'm going to start reading verse number 14. And he, he reminds us that we need to communicate to them. We, we, need to, we need to speak to them. We need to share something with them. We need to respond correctly by letting our light shine in this dark world. Amen. We don't need to hide our candle under a bushel. We need to let our little light shine. Amen. Even though they speak against us as evildoers, he said there in verse number 12 of our text we read. But look at chapter 3, verse 14. He says, But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if God be, if the will of God be so that you suffer for well doing than for evil doing. Amen. So he said we need to communicate to them. We need to share. When they, when they ask, if they ask the reason, we need to be able to give them a reason why we believe what we believe. Amen. Why we behave like we behave. And now he said they're going to speak evil of you as evildoers. Our world is overwhelmingly negative towards standards or principles or doctrines, beliefs. It's amazing. You can believe anything you want to believe as long as it lines up with them. Anything that goes against what they believe, uh, then all of a sudden you're a hater. And they hate you <laughs> for being a hater. But they, all the things that we hold dear, it seems like, our world is against them. They're very negative towards those. But I'll say this. Our world needs to see those standards and principles and doctrines and beliefs, they need to see that lived out in our life. Amen. One of the greatest needs in our world is not just for you to tell them, but for you to show them Christianity. Amen. They need that more than ever. Matter of fact, a lot of these people in our world today, they're railing against, really, they're railing against, they're railing for those things that are destroying what we call the nuclear family, the biblical family. But one of the reasons why is because they've never really experienced a real godly biblical family. Many of them have experienced hypocrisy. 
And that destroys. Amen. That destroys. Brother Steve and I were talking yesterday about that. That when that foundation is destroyed out from under you, you'll question everything. And I've seen people do that in numbers of times. Numbers of times. Just question everything. When the leader sins, he leads others into sin. And that happens over and over and over again. So I say they need to see that in our daily lives. And if you're on social media, then they need to see that in your, in, in your life. I'm not talking about that you need to, uh, you know, you need to become a, make a political statement or, or some kind of a political page, but you don't need to hide your convictions either. Amen. I'll just throw this out. When people get piercings and tattoos and, 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 and crazy colored hair, don't like it. If you don't like it. Amen. That just makes sense, doesn't it? it I don't, matter of fact, let me say it this way. If God don't like it, why should you like it? But that's right. And, and I'm not a big advocate of social media, but I'm just saying I know a lot of people have it. And I know it is a prominent thing in our day. And, and, and if you do have it, you ought to at least use it in the godly mind. I'm not talking about strike up an argument. It doesn't do any good to argue with people about those things. Doesn't do a bit of good. It wouldn't have done any good for me to have jumped out there and fussed at them women on the sidewalk out there. Wouldn't have done a bit of good. So I'm saying, at the same time though, we don't need to, we don't need to hide what we believe. Amen. We don't need to hide what we So, so here, I put this note here. I'm not saying that we need to make up some signs and some banners and go protest their protest. I'm not sure that that would do any good. I'm, I'm not entirely against that if God was to lead that direction. But what I do advocate is for you just to live that Christian life in your home. Live that Christian life on your job. Live that Christian life when you go to the grocery store. Live that Christian life wherever you are. Live that Christian life. Amen. Don't hide your convictions. Amen. Don't hide them. They need to see that in their daily lives. Now, these lines are being drawn in our society. I, I really believe some of it is to divide and conquer. They're making people angry at one another. Angry at one another. And they draw such, such lines and people are on opposite sides. Sometimes tempers flare. Sometimes heated words are exchanged. And that does not help the cause of Christ. Amen. Anger results, insults fly, <laughs> and neither side looks much like a Christian when it's all said and done. Amen. I'm afraid, I'm afraid I have to, brother. Amen. And seen it done many times. So how do we respond? I said I've got six things. Let me, let me give you these real quickly. Number one, I, I, I do believe the Bible has answer for these. Number one, we need to set an example of godliness before the unbeliever. We need to set an example of godliness before the unbeliever. The text that I read initially, chapter number 2, verses 11 and 12. Chapter number 2, verses 11 and 12. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts. That's saying, don't you dabble in sin. Clean up your own life. Amen. Which war against the soul. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. That don't just mean what you're saying. It means how you're living. Amen. Whereas they speak against you as evildoers that 
they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. In other words, we ought to live differently than the world lives. Amen. It's important that we live differently than the world lives. We ought to keep our conduct honorable. Amen. Don't get into a shouting match with sinners, issuing railing for railing, because that does absolutely no good. Look at chapter 3, verses 8 and 9 gives us some good advice. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous. Look at that. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. Amen. Now, he said that not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing. Here's what he's saying. When they curse you, don't curse them back. Don't curse them back. But he goes beyond that. Bless them. Bless them. Here's what I believe the devil likes to do. When God moves on you, for example, moves on you to witness. You hand somebody a gospel track, why? Tell me why. What good does it do them to take that track and tear it up and throw it down at your feet? I'll tell you what it does. It makes you mad. And you've lost, you've lost the war right there. Didn't do them any good, didn't do you any good. Because all of a sudden, all, why did the devil have them do that? Or why does the devil have them curse? What does it do for them to curse you? Why does he do that? To, to upset you and to mess with your mind and to get you in the wrong spirit. Amen. That's exactly what it is. It gets you in the wrong spirit. I'm convinced that I've been in church services when people have come in and have intentionally tried to provoke a wrong spirit in the church service. God help that mess. Amen. Well, but here's what he said. When that happens, bless them. You ought to remember this. We're not there to fight them. We're there to win them. And when I say win them, I'm not meaning win them as friends. I'm talking about win them to Christ. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.